The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We are in the season of Epiphany, the season of the church year when we turn our attention away from the birth of the baby Jesus and toward God's unfolding revelation to us about who Jesus is and what he came to do. Each week throughout this season, the scriptures unveil one glimpse after another of both the character and the ministry of God's Son, helping us to see more fully the meaning of his coming. This is what we call epiphany, seeing God in a new light. Today's reading that Bruce read for us from the Gospel of John is a perfect example of one such epiphany. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I ask because Nathaniel, from the reading this morning, wants to know. His question was prompted by Philip's excited and animated announcement. We have found the one, the one whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. We found Jesus, son of Joseph. All of which, I'm certain, sounded like some really wonderful good news. That is until Philip concluded with, and by the way, he's from Nazareth. Oh, Nazareth. Now, it's not that Nathaniel didn't believe that the Old Testament promises of a future Messiah would be fulfilled by God. And it's not that he doubted that the Savior could, in fact, be the Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin, becoming both fully human and fully divine, no, he could accept all of that. But what he couldn't do was believe that God's son would show up in, of all places, Nazareth. It's important to note that Nathaniel's opinion of Nazareth was not informed by any fact, but rather by an assumption that may have gone something like this. What self-respecting God would choose this tiny, little, 
unknown, insignificant, out of the way, impoverished village of fewer than 150 people as the birthplace for his one and only son, Christ the Lord. So when Philip says that the promised one is from Nazareth, Nathaniel can't help but think to himself, really? It can't be. It mustn't be. There's got to be some mistake. So deeply held was his opinion of Nazareth that he couldn't help but protest and ask out loud, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Of course, Nathaniel wasn't the only person, or unfortunately, even the last, to ask this kind of doubt-filled question. In fact, questions like this are being expressed still today in all kinds of ways about all kinds of things by all kinds of people, including, including by good people of faith, just like us. Can anything good come out of you fill in the blank for yourself? Fill it in with whatever person, place, situation, or relationship it is for you. Truth is, if we are completely honest with one another and with ourselves, we, each one of us, must confess that we have our own Nazareth, or more accurately, in the plural, we have our own Nazareths, those places and people and situations and relationships that are objects of our prejudice and our judgment and our bias. Although our modern-day Nazareths come in many different forms and shapes, they all share this in common, like Nathaniel. Somewhere along the way, we became convinced that what we think we know about our Nazareths is both right and true. That is, there is no way anything good can come out of them, including even, including especially the Holy One of God. And that's the problem. That's the heart of the problem with our Nazareths and the way that we cling to them and the way that we protect them. They narrow our vision. They limit our imagination. They stunt our growth as followers of Christ. They become the lens through which we see all of the world. They become the lens through which we see and understand and know God. It's like this. When we decide that nothing good can come out of certain people, places, relationships, and situations, in effect... We leave no room for God and his labor in the world. We turn our backs to God's work of redemption and reconciliation. We close our eyes to God's witness of mercy and grace and love. We shut ourselves off from the opportunity to see in a new light. As our Nazareths pile up, we find ourselves like the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son. We find ourselves unable to experience the full joy of participating in the building up of the kingdom of God, a joy for which we all yearn. 
And yet, and yet, we continue to ask, can anything good come out of Nazareth? To be sure, our Nazareths are representative of our fears and judgments and biases and prejudices and our hard hearts. But for God, for God, Nazareth represents something else. It represents the place of epiphany, the place where God chose to reveal himself to all of the world, the place he chose to show us a new way to see and to live and to be, the place he chose to display his unbelievably deep love for us. Do you see? Nazareth is precisely the tiny, little, unknown, insignificant, out-of-the-way, impoverished person or place or situation or relationship where God comes to us, makes himself known to us, and unveils himself in wonder and majesty. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I ask because Nathaniel wants to know. Interestingly, Philip responds to his query not with judgment or argument, but rather with an invitation, saying simply, come and see. And that is exactly what Nathaniel does. He accepts the invitation, and when he bothers to look, to really look at this man from Nazareth, He's moved to exclaim, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. He's moved to confess his faith. You are the King of Israel. And it's clear that in that moment, in that most holy and sacred moment, Nathaniel has experienced an epiphany of God. The scales of Nazareth have fallen from his eyes. Nathaniel sees in a new light and nothing, nothing will ever be the same for him again. I promise you, just like God showed up in the tiny little village of Nazareth, he is showing up in all of our Nazareths just the same. We may find this hard to believe, but it's true. God made himself known in a tiny little village named Nazareth. And he continues to reveal himself today, even in the Nazareths of our own making. When it comes to epiphany, it is, as Father Michael Marsh said, the last place we would have thought possible is the first place God chooses. This is the season of epiphany. It's the season of light and revelation. And holy surprise, God is with us. Come, see, and be surprised. Amen.